Hello, this is Chance Time. We are back from the holiday break. Uh, my name is Curtis Lowe. I'm hosting this episode of Chance Time after the holiday break. I'm here with Paul Bills. Hello. We're not all back. That's true. That's just just us. the two of us. <laughs> I think Ryan's still on break. I think it happens. It happens. Coming back from break. One of the two. Yeah, I'm not really sure what he's doing, but he's not here today. And he, and he won't be. Yeah. He just, I feel like he just kind of disappeared <laughs> for for the break. And we're, no yeah. one really knows what happened to him, but he's he said he'll be back eventually. So we're just we just we'll just have faith that he'll yeah. just show up. Maybe next week. We Maybe don't know. Next week. Hopefully next week, because we have all that end of year stuff we need to do. Yeah, it's a busy time. We, we've got to have all three of us. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. we've got to have the whole crew for that stuff. You know, so yeah, I'm excited for those episodes, though. Oh yeah, those are always. I mean, well, I actually I think I have a chance at the at winning the predictions. So yeah, we'll I don't see. Know. I don't know what my predictions are and I'm trying to decide <laughs> if I should look them up or just like surprise myself and be like, Oh wow. I said that. Yeah. Although one well, yeah, is probably got... Silk Song coming out. So oh, that's probably no good. That may be true. I would just assume that's there. Right. I but can't remember. We have, uh, them, we have prediction results. I think that's the next one. And then the next one after that is 2023 predictions. And then the next one after that is the second annual Chance Time Awards. So some big episodes coming. Yeah. It'll be good. I'm excited. I should start thinking about predictions now. So I don't. Yeah, yeah, you got to be ready. I don't think of them like the hour before we record. And be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure some of them I, I, I would said, I'm like, this is a good prediction. I think I'm feeling good about this one. And then one of you guys were like, oh, this is actually <laughs> an article from a month ago. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll make good predictions were actually things that I don't know. Maybe I just saw them, saw the headlines, and then subliminally forgot or whatever. Subliminally? Subliminally? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, got it. There you go. It's a hard word. Anyway, <clears throat> maybe I just forgot about it, but subconsciously somehow I remembered it when I was thinking of predictions. Um, who knows? But that'll be a good time. Yeah. That was fun. Be great. I don't think we've ever done actual housekeeping on this podcast before. <laughs> so I think that was a first. <laughs> but that, I mean, but that, that tells you how big this is, you know? Yeah. It's going to be a big year. Cool. Get excited. This is not a big episode. Although it probably will be <laughs> at the same time. No, um, it's going to blow up for sure. Yeah. This. Yeah. Do you mean blow up like this is going to take a lot longer than we expect or blow up like people are going to be like, wow, this is really great. Yeah. Um, like it's going to go viral. Will happen yeah. And then we'll go viral all of a sudden. Except people will be like trying to find us on social media and then they can't because we're not on social media. <laughs> and then we'll hit a wall. That's probably how that would go. 
Do you think we'd even get followers on Twitter? Anyway, <laughs> we don't have to go down that. <laughs> we don't have to go down that road because Twitter's probably going to die anyway. It's sinking. yeah. It's you don't want to be on Twitter. Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone's going to leave Twitter and join our Discord. That's right. That's where our, that's the place. To specifically, be. our Discord channel will be the new Twitter. <laughs> I have so many people on there. <laughs> so get in now, everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just a heads forget, up. Forget Mastodon or Hive or whatever else people are going to instead of Twitter. Isn't Mastodon like not like it's not like one website? It's like a you like make your own community off of it or something. I looked at it once and works. I know it doesn't work like too similarly to Twitter. Yeah. From what I can tell looking at it, like it might be right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Reddit where it's like you, you create communities and then like you have to register like you you have a user within that community so you can't just like have a mastodon account you have to like sign up specifically under one of the communities so there's not like it's not like twitter where it's just like everybody's in one big pool Mm. you can only go within uh, if i'm understanding it right that's what it is so it kind of seems like it can't replace Twitter unless there's just one community that everyone decides is the Twitter replacement. I have no idea. Yeah. It's strange. But the point is our discord is the next Twitter. That's we don't want to lose that. And and I don't want to lose that message and everything else we're saying. Yeah. And it'll be in our show notes. So please join because we're cool. Please join. Yeah. Yeah. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, (laughs) We don't really have a one thing for this episode because this whole episode's a one thing. Yeah. I was just going to say that preamble is dedicated to Ryan Speakman, who always loves a a good preamble before we get into the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's for you, Ryan, wherever you are. <laughs> I'm really not sure where he is. <laughs> I we really have no idea. That's not like a joke. Like neither of us have any idea what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. But he'll be back. Like before. <laughs> my kids are really into Hamilton lately and the songs are just really stuck in my head. Yeah. Are your kids like They're super six, young? Six and four, the <laughs> girls specifically. They have a cousin. How does a six-year-old get 11, into Hamilton? Her cousin, who's eleven years old, shows them. Uh, okay. They decide they want to put on a play at family dinner, and they make all the adults watch oh. them reenact the Skyler sisters. <laughs> that's where it starts. Dang, that's incredible. So yeah, they really like Hamilton, and she hasn't watched it all the way through. She got pretty far. And then she got to the part where, uh, I guess, spoilers for Hamilton, but um, <laughs> where Eliza leaves to go upstate with Angelica, and Hamilton does not go with them, and things happen. And I cut her off there. I was like, I don't know if I want to. 
<laughs> I don't know if I want this to be how you figure, you know, this whole topic out. So I don't know how much they even show. Uh, I mean, it's PG 13, but they don't show anything, yeah. but enough to get questions from a yeah, child. I'm sure so. will be like, wait a minute. Yeah. Granted, she's smart. It's not that I don't think she's ready to ask those kinds of questions, you know? I think I'm more worried that I'm not ready to answer those kinds of questions. (laughs) Fair enough. I need to get on her level more than anything, probably. (laughs) Yeah, she really likes that. She likes King George because he spits when he sings that one time. And that's funny to her. Wow. Like, really funny. He's Kristoff, so kids instinctively love him. Yeah. I I tried to explain her. This is the same guy who plays Kristoff in in a what do you call it in a Frozen. She's like, that's Kristoff. I was like, well, no, that's the the actor. <laughs> and then I had to like figure out how to explain actors to her because that was especially for a cartoon. I'm like, that's well, kind of you know hard to figure out. I guess to, yeah, when you don't really realize that there's some dude in a booth with a microphone recording his voice for a cartoon. That might be kind of confusing. but Yeah, I've tried to, like, you know, my kid loves Sonic. So I've mm-hmm. tried to explain, like, this guy on the screen right now in Parks and Rec is the voice of Sonic. And <laughs> that one, for some reason, that one's, like, even worse than saying, like, this cartoon the guy is the same voice as this other cartoon trying to be like this is the real person behind the cartoon that one just does not connect yeah yeah but someday someday they'll figure it out but until then it's funny when he spits when he's singing and that's really all that matters that's so funny to her what was that there's the line in that song where he's like to prove my love or something, I'll kill your friends and family to remind you yeah. of my love. And she's like, that's not very nice. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, yeah. Uh-oh. You're you know, starting to get war it. and things, you know. Yeah, like she's <laughs> listening to the lyrics, so I have to kind of be ready to explain some things like that. Anyway. There's some more Hamilton preamble, more preamble for Ryan. Yeah, there you go. The bonus preamble. Bonus preamble. (laughs) Oh, man, they're all stuck in my head now. Okay. um, Back on track, though. This this episode's not about Hamilton. Um, Like I said before... Oh, my gosh. Um, That song's going to be stuck in my head this whole time. Um, What was I talking about? We just got back from holiday break and some cool can things you tell? happened. Yeah, can you tell? I forgot how to podcast. I don't know if I really knew how to podcast before, but whatever I did know was gone. Um, but yeah, holiday break happened. We had Christmas, New Year's, all that good stuff. But more importantly, it was the Steam Winter Sale. <laughs> it's the real holiday. Um, the most wonderful time of the year. The most wonderful time of the year where everyone's like, what game should I buy? I'll just get this one. And then you end up with like five. You're like, okay, how'd that happen? Um, not speaking from experience because I think I ended up with more than five. Anyway, <clears throat> um, 
So for today, for this episode, we'll just talk about some games that we played or maybe got and haven't played yet, but we're excited to play um, over the break as well. Then we'll talk about some board games that we played. I didn't get any new board games this year. Um, those are harder to pull out and play for me, so I'm trying not to buy as many just because then I don't get around to actually playing them. Um, and then to finish off, We'll share some gaming goals for 2023. 2023. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh... I have a feeling that Ryan will be mad he missed the goals thing, and we'll probably throw in his own goals in a future episode. Uh, that's definitely going to be the preamble for the next episode. Is his 2023 yeah. goals? Do we need to make that a whole episode? No, I feel like there's way really too many. 2023 yeah. episodes that we need to yeah. run. So I also don't have very interesting goals. So, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> that would make a good episode. Anyway, I've rambled on enough about Hamilton and whatever else we talked before about before Hamilton. Paul, I want to yes. hear your whole list of video games from the break. Okay. Every video game I played over the break. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marvel Snap. Oh my gosh, how did I not put that on my list? <laughs> and Marvel's Midnight Suns. And I'm pretty sure that's literally the whole list. That's the whole list. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to point out that after ninety nine point one hours According to Steam, I have now rolled credits on Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yeah. Not 99.1 hours. I was not expecting this game to be that long. Yeah, that's a lot of time. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought it'd be like 40 hours. Yeah, I I had seen the dev streams and they said like we've had people go 60 hours and stuff and i was like okay well i do things pretty thoroughly so i'll probably be in that 60 hour range but apparently i do things very thoroughly and so i'm in the 100 hour range wow but i finished it i finished it um when was that like two days ago yeah no yeah, it was literally Monday I finished it. So it really took me like all of December and all of my break time, but I did it. And I will say I played, so there's, well, this is the probably the most interesting aspect of Marvel's Midnight Suns that I think will be copied by other games. Um those of you who have listened to the podcast know that this is a particular way I like to review games. I don't know why, but I like to pull out what's the thing that I think other people will steal from this game. Mm -hmm. And the one from Midnight Suns is the way they handle difficulty. I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast before. So when you start Marvel's Midnight Suns, you have two difficulty options, story and normal, and you can't go above that. So you, you have to start the game on story or on normal. And then 
every mission you play, it rates you one to three stars. And you have to get several two or three star victories, and then you unlock the next difficulty up. And it goes this way throughout the game up through eight difficulty levels. So there's story, normal, and then heroic, one, two, three, and then ultimate, one, two, three. And the only way you can even try the highest difficulty is by doing well at the difficulty levels before it. Mm, interesting. So it's a really interesting, like, difficulty becomes a, a like a, a feature. Uh, well, I don't know how I say this. Difficulty becomes like a, a part of the progression yeah, rather than, yeah, yeah, like difficulty so is a mechanic in the game. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, so I made it, I, I'm, I unlocked all difficulty levels, I think, maybe, definitely up to Ultimate 2. And I can't remember if it was at Ultimate 2 or Ultimate 3 that I tried a mission and I was like, I don't have to prove myself to anybody. I don't need to do this. Like, <laughs> I probably could figure out eventually, but this isn't the way I want to play this game. I don't want to play it like at the super high difficulty. So yeah. I played a few missions at Ultimate 1 or Ultimate 2, and then was like, okay, fine. Like, I want this to go a little faster and be a little more flexible. So I played almost all of the game after that on Heroic 3. Um, that's the one that just kind of felt in the right range for me. But then the final mission, the final mission is bonkers long and has a weird amount of RNG in a game that prides itself on having minimal RNG. All of a sudden they throw way more into the final mission. Mm. So I played over three hours of the final mission. Like I don't even know how many attempts. To, until it got to the point where I was like, I, I literally think like the way all the pieces have come together for me for this final mission, I do not see how it's possible. So I loaded up an earlier save, dropped the difficulty back to normal, and then replayed the, the super long final mission and finally finished this game. Mm, yeah. So <clears throat> Heroic 3 till the very end and then i was like screw it normal <laughs> Dang. but yeah i really think that difficulty is is really interesting and i i hope games copy it because it, it's no longer about like how much are you willing to punish yourself it, it becomes a much more natural like well it seemed like you did well if you thought that was easy let's try bumping it up a little bit and then you kind of keep going and going until you find your sweet spot I really liked it as a system, actually, and I hope other games steal it. Yeah, that's interesting. Because uh, I know but, games have done that before, but not like so explicitly, I guess. Yeah. I remember watching a video about, I think it was Resident Evil 4, where they tweak the difficulty just a little bit, just depending on how they how you're doing in the game, but they don't tell you that. Oh, yeah. It. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> Where this is very much like, good job, you figured it out on normal. <laughs> like, want to try to get it, make it harder? And it's I, like a decision you get to make, which is interesting. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're right. Now that you're saying that, I think there's several games that like quiet adjust difficulty based on your performance. But yeah, this is much more like, 
you've proven yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for the next one? It's really interesting. Hmm. That um, cool, yeah. And I played a lot of Marvel Snap, but I did not buy the premium pass for the first time in this new season that started this week. That's the um, Savage Lands one. Yeah. I just, I just like, I currently have like 3,000 gold and I don't really spend gold on anything. And that's one of the main draws of the season pass is that it's the cheapest way to get gold and you get the new card. Yeah. And actually, I think the ability of the new card is cool, but I do not know or care about the character of the new card, Zabu. And Ryan so, said it was. Well, what's the Kazar's Kazar's yeah. pet, basically? Yeah. Just Which is an like, interesting choice. Interesting, to, yeah. Yeah, center a whole season on. Yeah. And like, I like non human characters. Like, I like Devil Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't. Maybe I can just save my ten dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like, I look in the shop almost every day at what variants are available. And even now that I'm up to like three thousand gold, I'm still like not pulling the trigger on any variants. I think I bought one variant, and it was a it was a Captain Marvel variant. Yeah. And then I. You can just save Cut it up. It. <laughs> yeah. You can get one of these bundles they've put out for you that you can for buy with gold. 6,000, yeah. Yeah. Well, you get a whole bunch of stuff, like credits and whatnot with it, too. I think right. collector's tokens. Yeah. For just a bonkers amount of gold for, like, $100 equivalent of gold. The pricing in this game is just absolutely bonkers for yeah. what you actually get. Yeah, it really is. Like this... Starlet connection one they have up right now. Yeah. It's an anime Two variant of anime and Sarah yeah. Avatars for each of them four thousand credits for fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. And, and people are buying you can't it, buy it so. with gold. You gotta Yeah, it has to be fifty dollars, yeah. Dollar actual dollars, yeah. Just that's um but I, I will say, I guess my final thoughts on Midnight Suns, because I keep I kept pushing off like my actual review of it because I knew I would say more when I finished it. Mm-hmm. I will say my like my final thought on Midnight Suns is I really liked this game, but I'm the kind of person that would really like this game. <laughs> like if if you're a if you like if you love JRPGs and Marvel this game is like how is this game how who how did they actually make this game because it's basically marvel persona or marvel fire emblem yeah with xcom like deck building um i thought it was really funny uh friend of the show wes in the discord said he straight up refunded midnight suns because the the voice acting and writing was too campy for him, he said. Hilarious. Um, meanwhile, 
a friend of mine in a different Discord server declared Midnight Suns the greatest Marvel story in any medium. Oh, so wow. okay. There's there's the the spectrum on that. Um, I really enjoyed the like hang out with Marvel superheroes that is enabled by this game, you know, like trying to pick gifts for Wolverine. I just think it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah. And I really enjoyed it, but I wouldn't recommend this game right now. Like if you do think you would like that, I would say play this game in a few months at least, if not a year from now, because there was enough technical issues, some of which I've talked about on the podcast before. There was enough technical issues for me that I think it would be worth waiting. And also, it's already on sale. So if you think you'd be into this game, play it later when it's been updated a dozen times or so. And it's cheaper. Yeah. And I don't think, like... A friend of mine who played it, I think he finished the story in like under 50 hours. So I don't know what I did so differently, but it doesn't have to be a 100-hour game. I think I, in the beginning, just especially enjoyed messing around with like the hangout mechanics and the exploring around the Abbey. Um, and so I wasn't doing story missions Um and then when I decided to mainline the story, I didn't realize how long it would take to just mainline the story after I had messed around for 30 hours or 40 hours. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think that was my problem. It doesn't have to be that long of a game. But yeah, I'd say... Speakman, Ryan Speakman, Whoa. Ryan Speakman, Ryan Speakman, Ryan Speakman. Wow, Ryan, we lied so much to this audience. <laughs> What yeah, did you like about flyers? Well, we made a big deal about how you wouldn't be here. We didn't know where you were. We talked a lot about it. Uh, it's all true. I can confirm everything you guys said. <laughs> wow. Anyway, that that was it. Midnight Suns. It'll be a great game, like in June, twenty twenty three. Look, I can't stay long, but I got to get some stuff off my chest. And then what you said can continue to be true. <laughs> you show up and then just mysteriously disappear. <laughs> exactly. <Nice. laughs> I will be listening in the future to see what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> well. Now that you're here, yeah. we should probably just turn it to you, Ryan. What do you What do you have to say? Here's what I got to say: three more achievements of vampire hunt uh, survivors. Almost called it hunters. That's all. That's, that's all my left. update on vampire. And there's other secret characters that are not part of the achievements. That I've done some of them, and I'll probably get them all. Wow. Is that satisfying enough how as many, one sentence? Uh, how many that, achievements are even in that game? Like, Let me tell so you. Uh, there are 159 with DLC achievements included. Wow. 
That's a lot. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Proud of you. Wow. Uh, here's all the games I have received through gift or otherwise during the holiday season and how hard it's going to be to play all of them. I received Jackbox Party Pack 9, Rogue Legacy 2, Battle Chef Brigade Deluxe from Paul Bills. Curtis also got me a $10 Steam gift card. Got a shout. <laughs> shout the people on the pod. Your, your wish list was overwhelming. That's fair. And <laughs> honestly, I could not tell you what I used the $10 on, but it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's been used. Uh, I also received Melatonin. Which out of oh, nice. all of these games so far, I have started and I am into, although as far as a rhythm game goes, anytime it gives me a visual clue, I don't do well. But the second they take away the visual clue and I'm only relying on the music, I do a lot better. No weird. And I've kind of seen a common complaint about that, of how it's kind of difficult and something seems off, but for me, it always clicks when they take me out of the practice mode and I just have to rely on the, the music. Uh, for those who don't know, it's like a Rhythm Heaven or a WarioWare style, more Rhythm Heaven minigame collection, but they do kind of like the lo-fi beat version of it. Also, have received Grounded. I have scheduled time to play that on Sunday. And then I purchased Unrailed and Dead by Daylight as part of having some multiplayer games to play with our friend group. <laughs> and then I received a $50 gift card to GameStop from my work for some reason. <laughs> and I used it to buy a digital gift card to the PlayStation store, which did not charge me tax or anything like that. And so it just changed into a PlayStation gift card. And I have bought The Last of Us Part One. Oh, and wow. I have made it as far as the farthest I've gotten as this being the third time I've started this game. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have just met Ellie. If that is her name, I'm pretty sure that's her name. Yeah, that's her name. <laughs> um, and that's as far as I've ever gotten, and I do plan on playing it again in the future. Nice. Oh, and I also got Sparks the Electric Jester 1 through 3, and I do want to talk to you guys about this, if you don't know what it is. I have never heard of this. Yeah, yeah I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Let alone one, two, three. <laughs> Specifically look up number three and you will immediately register as what you wish Sonic was. Oh, big words. It, Wait, what's it called? Spark the Electric Jester. So I don't know, there they are, one, two, three. Yeah, and number one is like a 2D Sonic. Number two... 
I can't remember if it's like pseudo 3D or in between or if it's actually 3D. But number three, I'm interested in trying them all. But number three is the one that caught my attention. Where I was like, man, this this came out last year and it has overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. Wow. Yeah. And if you look at the video, it's like, wow, it it looks like smooth and seamless Sonic. (laughs) With no bugs and really fast but also comprehensible kind of what you're doing. I'm very surprised I haven't seen like a Polygon or a Kotaku article about this saying exactly what you just said. I don't remember how I found out about it, but once I did, I started seeing a little bit more about it. It kind of became part of my universe, and so... I hope it's one of the ones I get to out of the large list I read to you. This is 100% just Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, but in, in this part, you're yeah. driving a car. Yeah, it looks cool. Oh, like, I, yeah, my son would be way into this. So those are all the games that I plan to play before... Tears of the Kingdom come out in May. But I'm still focused on, like, I don't know if I'll be able to live with myself until I finish Vampire Survivors. So, right. So we'll hope, I'll hopefully at least try all of them. But Melatonin was, Melatonin and Last of Us were like my two priorities. And I'm sure I'll have people over to play Jackbox number nine. Yeah, that's going to happen. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and lastly, what I will relay on to you guys is I have done all the main story stuff and the post game for the most part in Pokemon Violet. And I have continually enjoyed it. I really am not sure if I'm at the point where I do not notice how badly, like badly designed it is, or if it stopped being like, is if, if it stopped chugging on my end, sometimes I notice it. Sometimes there's like a bug or two, but for the most part, everything's been smooth since they did the patch, but most people say the patch did nothing. And so I highly doubt I got lucky and, but the last part of the main story took a turn that I would have never expected. I'll just say that. Um, whether it's a good turn or not, I cannot say, but I was very shocked. It, was, it kind of reminded me of the end of Kirby, where I was like, oh, we're, we're going in this direction now. Um, but all I really have to do left is to cl- to catch them all. Uh, but I think I will continue doing that because I'm having a lot of fun. And the one thing that is kind of a grind is there's four legendaries you can catch, and they're all locked behind these doors. And each door requires that you fight what they call the ominous black stakes that are sticking in the ground. Um, and there's eight for each door. And I've wandered through most of the map, and I think I've only found, like, 
I don't know, five to ten of the 32 I need to find. And so that's a grind, not only because there's a lot, but because I'll probably have to look at a map of where they all are. And because I've already found some, I'm bound to go to a spot and find that I've already done it. But that's basically what Pokemon is when you finish the game. So, um, And the post-game was pretty easy. And I think there was like a difficulty spike that once I overcame, the rest of the game was pretty seamless. But there's been some tough battles, and it's a great Pokemon game. It seems almost easy to say that it's the best, but at the same time, that's probably far from the truth. But if you like Pokemon, I see no reason why you would not like this one. And I'm sure once I, if I catch them all, I'm sure you'll hear an update again. But for the most part, I don't really know what else to say about Pokemon. Wow, you've been busy. Well, I mean, Pokemon was really the only thing I played. I Mostly. think you've said really the only thing I've played about four different games. You mm-hmm. said it about Last of Us. You said it about Pokemon. <laughs> you said it about Vampire Survivors. <laughs> Here's how I can realistically explain it. I was gone, so all I had was my Switch. Okay. So I really did play Pokemon for a majority of the time. And then I've played like an hour of Melatonin, an hour of Last of Us Got Part it. 1, and then Vampire Survivors when I was done with Break has kind of been my main focus. Got it. Okay. <laughs> no worries. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> but really the only thing I've been playing is Spark the Electric Jester 1 through 3. <laughs> <laughs> Overwhelmingly positive. Why would you play anything else? That's true. And we'll speak to this another time, but there's been a a spark in me that has really made me think that a Steam Deck could be in the near future, but we'll see. I'm still not completely convinced. But as the the only person in my friend group who doesn't have one, it seems better and better. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, is there anything that you guys have talked about that I would find interesting that I can give an interesting comment to? Well, we were saying that you'd really want to be a part of our 2023 gaming goals discussion that we're going to have later. Do you have any gaming goals for 2023? Hmm. Uh... Honestly, it's the opposite of what you should say on a video game podcast. <laughs> to prioritize video games less. It's <laughs> fair. It's fair. And I, I only really think that I need to do that. Not because I'm playing them all the time, but because... I feel like I'm thinking about them too often without the time to actually play them. Yeah. And I have other interests, despite (laughs) what you may think. And so 
I, I would like to explore all of them, but video games are also relaxing for me, and that's the problem. Yeah. Right. Where it's more of a wind-down activity than a feel-good-about-my-life activity. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do feel great when I say I have three more achievements left on Vampire Survivors. Right. <laughs> Survivors got, got that going. Uh, and other than that, I don't okay. know. Okay. Well, you can think more about it. Maybe we'll throw out others in future episodes. Do you have a game that specifically you want to play this year and finish? That's basically all my goals are. Yeah, I mean, just as they come out, like I, I was thinking about it actually with Melatonin where I booted it up, I did the first world, and I was like, this is fun. And then I looked at the achievements and set my mini goal of like, all right, I'm not going to get all the achievements in this game, but I do want to complete the whole game at least. Yeah. And then move on, and I, I kind of think that's kind of where I'm at right now is I want to finish all the stuff in Vampire Survivors. I want to get all the Pokemon. And I'm sure as more cool games come out, I'll set many goals. I, w- I guess one of my other goals is my father-in-law got a Miss Pac-Man table, and I want to make sure I get the high score on it. There you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good goal. Yeah. Um... And then my my other goal that comes to mind just now is uh, make sure, uh, figure out a way to prioritize what to buy and what to play where I don't constantly feel overwhelmed with, I have all these games, so I need to play them. Yeah. But... I what I like I do also want to play Spider-Man 2 this year and Tears of the Kingdom and maybe God of War Ragnarok and Last of Us <laughs> <laughs> and I got to figure out how to make <laughs> all that work and Spark the Electric Jester one through three Battleship Brigade Deluxe all of the games that I mentioned. <laughs> I want to be a master at all of them. And rebeat a save file on Binding of Isaac for the third time. <laughs> Beat Cuphead blindfolded. Uh, all that stuff. Well, that's. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That'll, that'll take you till June at least. Yeah, I mean, we're at the point where there's always too much to play. I I think I talked to Curtis about this, but I want to revisit or do a refreshed version of how to approach a backlog or how to deal with the current <clears throat> model of there's 5 billion games coming out every day and all of them look good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real problem. I honestly think this year is just going to be a backlog year for me, mostly. Because besides <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom and Silk Song, which is definitely coming out this year, 
I don't really know, like, because I don't have a PS5 for the new Spider-Man. I'm already behind on God of War, so like maybe I'll. I mean, that's a backlog thing for me. Yeah, there's not really like new games coming out this year. I can't really think of anything besides those two. You know. I will drop everything for the Plucky Squire whenever that comes out. That is like one of my hotly anticipated indies. And Mina the Hollower, whenever that one comes out. I don't know if that comes out this year, but I don't think that'll be this year. So there's a few of them that I've forgotten about. So there's probably a chance that something's going to come out and be like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I like missed a lot of like, I didn't play Tunic. I didn't play a few other indies that I'm sure came out this year that I forgot about. (laughs) I mean, I just finished the, what was it? Inscription this year. That was like a year behind. I'm always behind. So this might be the year I just do backlog stuff. And of course we'll get into it on a future episode, but I think that's the issue is it makes more sense to be behind because when a new game comes out, you know there's already a million things to play and that that new game will be on sale in the next three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And updated to actually work. That's also <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. And the conversation will already be there for you to go back and listen to. Mm-hmm. But it is exciting to be a part of the conversation in the, the moment. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? I don't know how long you're here. Mm. I'm expecting you to just suddenly just cut out and be gone. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to summon Mike Struckerberg to introduce me, but there was technical difficulties on my end. Yeah. <laughs> As we know, he's part Android now. And he can only yeah. be summoned technically. Yeah. I forgot that. I advised him against it, but he never listens to me. Yeah. And it's so realistic that like, it's even hard to tell. It makes sense yeah. why he did it to me once you kind of talk with him again. <laughs> I think I can tell, but maybe I'm just looking for it, you know? Like, maybe to other people it wouldn't be so obvious. I mean, yeah. That's what I've always said about you, is you're very good at telling who's an android, or who's part android and who's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's always been just, like, a, a gift I've had. I don't know what it is. It's a good gift to have, though, you know? <laughs> Yeah, because you, yeah, you never know when it comes to it. Gives me confidence. Yeah, but, for the future. Yeah. All right. Well, I won't take any more of your guys' time <laughs> since this is now your guys' podcast. <laughs> you might earn your way back on. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And depending on if I come back to life or whatever, <laughs> I find out how this happened to me. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Goodbye. Right. Goodbye. Bye, Ryan. Thanks for, coming. Woo. Thanks for going to see James. All right. Oh, there he goes. There he's gone. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> All right. Wow. Really have to really have to be on our toes for this one. I really do. Never do know what's going to happen in the next minute. Yeah. Do you think he'll come back? 
I don't think so. No, he's gone for good. For now. Until next time. I'm not convinced. All right. Well, well, we made it through my whole list. So yeah. we can go back to your list now. Yeah, I'll just jump into mine. I don't think I ever really started <clears> one. Um, well, the first one that Ryan mentioned was Unrailed. I laughed when he mentioned that one because it was his idea that we play Unrailed. And then a bunch of us bought it. And then, like, there's four of us that have played it for, I don't know how many hours already. And he hasn't gotten to play with it. Play once yet. <laughs> Classic. Seven and a half hours already. And I haven't played with Ryan once. I don't think he's booted it up yet. Uh, that kind of <laughs> cracks me up. Um, Classic. It's a pretty fun game, though. Have you heard of this one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've seen trailers and stuff. Okay. But I've it's never like... played it myself. Because it, the trailers make it look like it's just another one of those, like kind of, here's a task that you have to do. Oh no, it's stressful kind of games like Overcooked. Yeah, like know? Overcooked. Yeah, but uh-huh. it's, I find it a lot more relaxing than that. Okay, I was just That's playing the before point in we, its favor in my mind. Yeah, I was just playing before we started recording, and I legit like forgot what I was doing. And Wes was playing. He's like, hey, who's got the axe? Who's chopping down trees? And I was like, oh, 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 that's me. <laughs> He's like, I need you to chop this one down. I was like, sorry. I was just like over in the corner just chopping. Because <laughs> like it just chops automatically. If you stand in front of a tree with an axe, your guy just starts chopping. So <laughs> just kind of hanging out. Um, <clears throat> but then what makes it fun is that suddenly like you'll realize, oh, you forgot the bucket somewhere. It's stuck behind this tree and the cameras move too far and the train's about to catch on fire that kind of stuff happens you know so you get into a groove but then you forget like one t- tiny task that you need to take make sure you're on top of and then things suddenly start going downhill really quick so it doesn't feel more like just constant stress it's more like spikes but you have enough time to plan ahead like okay like, I don't think we'll be able to go down around this group of rocks. We'll go up and around, but we'll need more wood to build a bridge across the water and that kind of stuff. So you can kind of plan as you're going. So it's it's fun, though. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's cool. Um, the other one, I'm bummed, bummed that he left already. I wanted to talk to Ryan about Snake Pass. Because um, <laughs> it feels very Banjo-Kazooie-esque to me. And it's like just art style yeah, and just overall it's vibe. Meant to, yeah. 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 They, they nailed it pretty well, except that you control a snake and you have to slither. Like there's no jumping. So <clears throat> if you want to climb up something, you literally have to climb and like wrap yourself around little branches or, or whatever around the pole and make sure you have traction to slither your way up onto like the next ledge or whatever. So it's kind of tricky to control them. Um, I was getting really frustrated at first because I just thought that you would just point your joystick left or right and that he would just turn that way and he would just keep turning that way, you know? Um, But what actually happens is he just points his head in that direction. So if you hold the right, he'll point his head to the right and then he stops. And I was getting really annoyed because I thought it was like the camera or something was causing that issue where he wouldn't keep going and then his head would turn the other way once the camera started looping all the way around long story short it took me a minute to realize exactly how it controlled and then when it finally clicked it actually made a lot more sense um 
but my girls were watching me play it and they were like, dad, the, the thing you want to grab, there's like these blue bubble things that you collect in the levels. He's like, it's just right there. Just grab it. And I'm like trying to slither up this bamboo shoot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> and Annika, my six year old is fine. Like here, dad, like, can I try? He's like, yeah, I need to go do something. And I like put her right in front of a bubble that she needed to get. Like it was just in front of her. She didn't have to climb anything. Um, and I was like, okay, this button goes, da, 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 da. here you go. I came back and she's like, I can't figure out how to get the snake to move. I'm like, oh, not so hard. You're not so easy, is it? <laughs> Show that six-year-old. Get him. Get yeah, him, Curtis. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's a fun little game. I don't know if beat the whole thing, but it's fun to... The levels are pretty short and quick, too, which is kind of nice. I kind of like that one. Um one that was exciting to me that I finally just broke down and bought was Dwarf Fortress. Oh, you did it. I, I just did it. I just kept staring at the page, the store page, and I was like, I just want to know what this game's about, like what it's like. And I kept telling myself I have other games to play, but then I kept looking at the store page and everything. I was like, I'm just gonna do it. So I just I just did it. And I haven't played that much of it. <clears throat> the the biggest bummer about this game right now is it doesn't seem like the cloud save works. So my little fortress I started on my oh. computer, I don't have on my Steam Deck. But that does suck. the positive in that is that I found a really great um, community controller layout for Steam Deck. And it plays really well, mm -hmm. actually, on Steam Deck. Which is great. There you go. Because that's there what I was go. really yeah. hoping would work. Because it's kind of nice to just sit down and check on your dwarves and see how they're doing, and see how many have died of starvation because you don't know how to make alcohol yet. Um, that kind of stuff, you know, just normal things. Um, the only way to avoid starvation is alcohol. Dehydration. They'll drink water, uh, but they like alcohol more. And if they don't have any alcohol to drink, they start working slower and then just get depressed. <laughs> Because that's how dwarves are, I guess. Uh, wow. Kind Some of, real commentary in this up. game. And I was like, how do I make it? I, like, I made the brewery workshop thing and everything. But I just, for the life of me, could not figure out how to get anyone to make anything. And then I was like, oh, I didn't farm anything. Maybe I need to figure out the farm. And it was, it was, a, it was a journey. To get to where I, f I was finally making some alcohol. And I'm not entirely sure how it's working. It's a really... They have a good... Um, what do you call it? Good tutorial. To get the basics down. Mm -hmm. So you at least know how to mine and build a few things and whatnot. But there's still a ton in this game that they don't tell you at all about. And you just kind of stumble on it. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. I need this. I need <laughs> that. And you just kind of... But it's also kind of satisfying to... Because they make it very clear that this game like you're gonna lose you know like bad stuff's just gonna right. happen expect it and just have fun with it kind of a thing um so when all my doors are suddenly dying of dehydration and i had figured out you can zone off an area as like a meeting place and so i did that and then i was like i don't know what else to do with this but that's fine for now but like the animals were going there too for some reason. And like all my dwarves that weren't doing anything were just going there. And then they all started dying of dehydration in that room. So it's just like they all went in there to die. I was like, what is going on? 
and I think but it's, like, but it's a meeting it's a meeting of death it was like a meeting room yeah they're like going to like a conference room essentially to die <laughs> i don't know it was really <laughs> random like i don't know so then i built like coffins but then i couldn't figure out how to get any of the other dwarves to put the bodies into the coffins but then they all started spawning like what was it called miasma from the dead bodies <laughs> as they were like oh deteriorating and like they had this like purple goop like coming out of the bodies but then no one else is going into the meeting space i'm like well maybe that's okay i guess i guess it just turned into a graveyard i don't know it's a very uh interesting game and i've been telling jade about it my wife and she's like what are you, what are you doing in this game i'm trying not to kill him i promise but i don't know what i'm doing um anyway it's pretty what do they say it's the, the most intricate simulation of a world ever created yeah yeah so like when you start a game, it gives you like it speed runs through 100 years of history in this world that you're spawning and all this stuff. And I, I feel like I've just barely, I don't even feel like I've scratched the surface. I feel like I figured out how to make a cave and dig around a little bit. And I figured out how to make some bedrooms. So that's nice. But like I've all these stories I've heard of like people getting fights with goblins and like trading with elves and just the wildest stories I haven't even bumped into yet. So I'm definitely going to keep messing around with it. Um, wow. What was it? Oh, I mean, this game's been in development for like 20 years, so I feel like you're not going to scratch the surface for yeah years. <laughs> but that's kind of the fun thing is I can just tinker around with it for a long time. So that's kind of exciting. Um, I do want to say that I had some dwarves get in a fight like with a bunch of raccoons and that was the first time that like i actually had like combat happen at all in this game like some kind of conflict like this and the game goes into like very specific details not like gory detail but like what was it i'm trying to find i took a screenshot of it um it was just so funny did i lose it oh yeah this one the farmer punches the raccoon in the fifth left front toe with her right hand, shattering the nail. That's one of the things that happened. I was like, that's such a specific thing to put in your game. Uh, it's just funny. It's just like a text box, and it's just typing it all out as it's happening. And it's just like, the raccoon tries to scratch the farmer. The farmer jumps out of the way. The farmer grabs the raccoon by the nose with her left upper arm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, me up. And then my gem cutter was losing the fight against the raccoon. It was just a bunch of gem cutter misses the raccoon like a bunch of times. And the raccoon scratch, scratches the gem cutter in the upper body, bruising the muscle and bruising the left lung through the his pigtail shirt. It's like, oh gosh, like he's getting wrecked by this raccoon. But then he even says, I've been injured badly. This leaves me shaken. I was attacked. I'm really starting to panic. It was just a raccoon. <laughs> Uh, anyway. 20 years that's that's what you'll get that's what you get out of this game um yeah i've only played for six hours and i have two things going at the same time because i have the one on my computer and the one on my steam deck right um but yeah it's just really funny to me and at this point i'm just decided i'm gonna just start doing whatever i want and if my dwarves start dying i'll just start over and start digging as deep as i can or something you know like just make some goal like that let's just see what yeah, happens so there is 
there is no explicit goal, right? It, no. It's just the goal like is, a, a total sandbox. Essentially to survive, to grow your civilization, I guess. Right. It starts out where you have this little group of dwarves and they have a wagon and you settle in a spot and that's where you start. So you can dig down, <clears throat> start looking for ore, looking for, um, start chopping down some trees, looking for f- some source of food and all this kind of stuff. Um, and that's just kind of how the game starts from there. Yeah. You can kind of do whatever you want, but it's, I'm trying to man. I feel like it's kind of like having an ant farm where you have some direction okay. of what the ants do, yeah. but they still have like autonomy, you know, like I've already um, had it happen a few times where my miner got tired of pickaxing, I guess. And he like got into this weird mood and he took over, he kicked someone out of the workshop to make, I forgot what he made, but yeah, he like took over the workshop, kicked the, dwarf that was out there like just kicked him out took it over i couldn't build any beds <laughs> so that's what i was trying to do <laughs> until this dwarf was done building something and like it got it out of his system so like i guess if your dwarves need therapy build a bunch of workshops for them so they can go make something yes <laughs> that's dwarven therapy yet um, yet more commentary in this game right <laughs> anyway it's pretty. I, I'm enjoying it so far, but it's very. Uh, I don't know if niche is the right word, but it's got its own thing going on for sure. You know, like oh, if yeah. you like I mean, simulation games, this is pretty cool. But it's still very. It's got the graphics and everything now. It's not friggin' ASCII art or whatever it was before. Right. There's not like animations or anything. Like your dwarves just kind of pop from tile to tile. Sure. And when like a bunch of them are going to do something, it looks kind of weird. Cause like, it's just like they pop up and suddenly they're in a room doing something together. And you're like, Oh, well, okay, great. <laughs> so Perfect. it's still kind of, I don't know what the word is, but it's still got that vibe, you know? And, but yeah, Dwarf fortress. I'm excited to keep messing around with it. <clears throat> yeah. I'll yeah. try to speed things up. I'm taking forever. Um, no worries. Cause I haven't played any of these games very long at all. Um, someone got me Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which is very exciting. Um, I've played that for a few hours as all, and it's really fascinating because it's like From Software's, it's more, because you know From Software kind of does their own thing and makes their games very, uh, what's the word? Not obtuse. Um, the opposite of transparent. What's what I'm thinking? Obscure. Obs- not obscure. It starts with an O. Um, but like it doesn't spell things out for you. It doesn't hold your hand. Um, and they just kind of do their own thing, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> like, this one feels more of like it's still a from software game, like a hundred percent, but like there's the ledge they have the ledges that are like yellow on the edge showing that you can climb uh, there. Like that's that kinda, where you go. There's a few yeah. of those kinds of things. I was like, Oh, like I didn't expect this to kind of be in a from soft game, but it's right. there. But at the same time, you still have like your healing thing that only fills back up when you rest at the checkpoint um, and that kind of stuff. Right. But it's also not really super RPG. It's more 
just an action game like there's not a lot of you don't you have your character he has he has voice lines like there's a more upfront story and everything but the combat man is it feels like i don't know it's cool it's hard but it's really cool because you feel like you're really reacting to everything that's happening and not just like making sure you're out of the way even bloodborne where you know bloodborne doesn't you don't have a shield or anything so you can't just kind of sit back Mm -hmm. and block everything and then hit back when you get a chance like you have to be on your toes and dancing around attacks this one's like you just get up in their face and like block 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 (laughs) and like hit back and break and like all you're really trying to do in the end isn't so much to deplete deplete their health bar it's more fill up their what do they call it is it the poise bar or something like that to where you break you break their guard right yeah i forget they have a word for it i forget what it was but essentially trying to fill up a bar to break their stance i think it's a stance meter maybe is what it's called um and then when Mm -hmm. you can do that at least on the common enemies you just kill them like you do a killing blow and then you're done um where bigger tougher enemies will you do that like two or three times and then you take them down but yeah it's it's really interesting to play this after playing dark souls and elden ring so much that's really cool so it's cool. I like it. I'm excited to play more of it. And it runs great on Steam Deck, although it runs the battery down really fast. And it's nice to have headphones because the fan feels like it's going to like take <laughs> off from your hands. It's really loud. Good point. <laughs> it works really hard, um, but it runs well. Um, the next game that I got was Witcher 3, which was from you. Thank you very much. That's from me, uh, yes. I'm excited to play it. I haven't started it yet. I'm mostly just be proud that I've at least started and tried like all these games I got. I didn't yeah. get to Witcher oh. 3. I wanted to start it before this podcast so I could say that I did, but I haven't yet. But I'm excited because you you get in like, there when you're ready. Don't you worry. It's the RPG that everyone says you have to play from, you know, this generation, not this last gen, I guess, technically now. But still. everyone says it's one of the all time greats. So I'm excited to see what's all about what it's all about i also enjoyed your note that said that i need to compare it to elden ring i don't think it compares to elden ring like directly but it is you know like you said one of the all-time great rpgs and i guess elden ring is too now even though they're extremely different approaches to that they're like rpg is weird because it's like it's a very different rpg where witcher 3 is more storytelling and whatnot right from what i understand Mm -hmm. at least oh yeah oh yeah i've heard really cool things about like the writing and the side quests and stuff in it where elden ring's more like here's your character build them how you want but like they're not really a character you know (laughs) like they're just kind of (laughs) there fighting stuff and they're in the story but it's not like like they don't have a voice or anything they're just kind of there so I'm excited to, because I don't know if I've really played, a, I don't remember the last time I played a game like The Witcher 3. Honestly, the last one might be like Dragon Age Origins. Oh, so that yeah. was a long time ago. So I'm excited to try this one out. That That is a good comparison though. So. Nice. I did like that one. And it's going to be nice to be able to play that on the Steam Deck. So it'll be a good time. Um, yeah, and then the last one is Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is 
a funny oh, nice. story because I saw it on sale on Amazon for $20 and I just kind of slid my phone over to Jade. Be like, hey, look at this game that I've been wanting for a while on sale at the lowest price I've ever seen it. And she just kind of didn't say anything, just grabbed my phone and then gave it back. And like Amazon was closed. I'm like, cool. <laughs> um, but the funny thing Got is, it. is my kids really like Spider-Man and they also, they like Miles specifically quite a bit. Um, my kids do too. They've yeah. really taken to Miles. Yeah. My girls like uh, Ghost Spider more, Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen, whatever you want to call her more, but you know. Um, they do like Miles Morales or Spin as they know him because they watch the Spidey and Friends show on Disney Plus. <clears throat> um, so My they kids know, too. yeah, so they know Spider Man from there mostly. Um, they've seen Into the Spider Verse, but now they don't like it because they say it's too scary, which is funny because like Annika was <laughs> watching it when she was three and really, 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 really liked it, and now she's the thinks it's too scary when the prowler shows up and stuff anyway <clears throat> so they know miles or miles pretty well and when they found out jade was getting me this game they also decided to get me miles morales stuff so they got me a lego set that's like one of the ones that you build like into an action figure kind of thing oh yeah that was from annika and then kennedy got me a blanket which has spider-man on it <laughs> so i have a spider-man blanket in my office now which is pretty cool anyway um that's pretty cool I started this up tonight because I thought they'd get a kick out of it. I knew that it was the opening sequence was with Rhino, and that's all I really knew. And something about um, he goes through the mall. So I was like, oh, they know Rhino from Spidey and Friends. This might be kind of fun for him. So I booted it up, and I was warned. I just kind of told him, I was like, hey, this is a little more intense than the cartoon you guys watched, just so you know. You know, like, this is Spidey <laughs> and Friends. This is like he's older. This is more intense. Kind of told him. And uh, they thought Spider-Man died again. <laughs> it's because they've seen into the Spider-Verse. Like, oh no, is, is Peter okay? It's like, no, he's, he's fine. He'll get up. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, all three of them, my two-year-old, two of Brooks, was getting a kick out of it when, yeah, when you fight the rhino. And there's some cool moments in it. I was getting, man, I forgot how much I liked the other Spider-Man game. I started playing this one. I was like, oh man, this is good. Yeah. I'm really excited yeah, yeah. to play this. Um yeah, I was getting feels, man. It's so good. The anyway, opening sequence was really well done. Yeah, it was cool. And all three of them got a kick out of it. They were really, really into it. So, yeah. And they, they don't like Rhino because he's such a bad guy. And when they saw him just running through all the stuff, all the buildings, and yeah, he's like, oh, I hate Rhino. <laughs> and I was like, we tell you not to use that word, but that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hate's a strong word, but I guess you can hate Rhino. That's okay. But anyway, that's my list. I probably forgot something. Um, I've been playing Elden Ring still. And it's a problem because I'm like, I just need to finish this game. And then I'm like, what happened to that side quest, though? So then I Google the NPC, and it's just like, oh, you do this. You got to go to this specific spot and talk to a doll in your inventory. I'm like, oh. Why didn't I think about that? Anyway, <laughs> it's like I keep finding stuff like that. I'm like, oh. But then at the same time, I like the NPCs in this game a lot. So I want to see where their stories go. So I keep getting sucked into that kind of stuff. Whereas instead of just going and finishing it, I'm so, I'm like 110 hours into it. And I feel like, oh, did I tell you about the coffin thing that happened in this game? With no, the waterfalls? 
a no. I finally beat one boss, which gave you access to an area underground. Went through that area, fought another boss down there, and then I found a coffin at the top of a waterfall. I was like, oh, and it says get in coffin. Like, okay, so I got in the coffin, and then my guy closed the lid, and then it just fell down a waterfall. I was like, that's weird. And then <laughs> he got he gets out, and there's like a whole other area. So I went through the area, fought all these monsters and stuff. And then there's another coffin at a waterfall. I'm like, oh my gosh, another one? <laughs> so I went down another <laughs> one. It was a whole another area. I mean, it just kept going down and down. And I found a whole friggin' swamp with gross red poison stuff. Went through that whole thing. Fought about a bunch of monsters down there. Found another coffin. It just kept going down until I finally got to the bottom. Fought a boss. And then the exit to wherever the boss went to after at a barrier in front of it and it says you need a ring of oath and that's when i finally googled and i was like what's the ring of oath and then it was an npc quest that i hadn't finished but it was just like it just kept going down and down and down and i was like 100 hours into the game at this point and it's still just absolutely insane how big it feels still like it does not feel like i've been just wandering around the same area it hasn't felt like that at all i just keep finding new things right. and it's just ridiculous. I don't know how they made this game. Yeah, it's just, this is wild. Your dedication. Yeah. Well, now it's probably a good time to mention that I did use your $10 toward a good cause. And I am now an owner of Elden Ring on yeah. Steam. <laughs> and I started it and I've played like. I don't know, one hour. I did the tutorial nice. where you drop down the hole. That's yes. all I've done so far. The tutorial that no one believed is a tutorial at first. Right. And they Everyone thought it. it would just yeah. kill you. I also thought it would kill me. I'm so excited. Did you get it on Steam? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I oh, did. Duh, Steam gift card. Yeah, duh. <clears throat> so yeah, it's, I've, I played the first hour on my laptop, but I am planning on Hopefully the cloud save works seamlessly because I am planning on playing it on the Steam Deck, at least trying it. Yeah. I've heard it runs well on there. Uh, yeah, once I started playing on my laptop, I was like, okay, I believe this could run on Steam Deck, actually. Yeah. It's one of the games I feel like the art design is really, really, really strong. Like the graphics themselves mm -hmm. aren't like completely oh, mind-blowing, okay. which makes sense right. considering it's a huge open-world game. Right. But, yeah. Also, it weirdly... <laughs> PC games are weird. The default resolution when I started the game for the very first time was like 1350 by something. <laughs> yeah, so I had to manually set it to 1920 by 1080. And I was like, why do PC games do this? Why do they That's pick so like weird. the most random resolution? <laughs> I've had other games do that where I was like, why does it look so weird? I'm playing on like a high-end PC and I'm like, oh, it it just is doing tiny resolution for some reason, but still <laughs> full screen. Yeah, it's strange. I'm excited to hear about your adventures in the lands between. Do you know what build you're going to do? No, I, haven't, I, I don't even know what builds are possible. Nice. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I think the best route is just play until you see a cool weapon 
like a big sword and you're like yeah i'm gonna do big swords that's how i usually decide yeah or like yeah i, I want to do fireballs and so <laughs> that's the magic i'm gonna do my starting class was bandit because i was like it'd be good to have a bow mm, yeah. range and a sword and i just liked the way the bandit looks and is the bandit i'm trying to remember is that the one that starts with like a dagger yeah, a dagger and a bow, and has like high dexterity. I think dexterity is their highest starting yeah. set. Also, my character is a 255 year old man. <laughs> I went into the the customization. It said like apparent age, and it's all the way to the right. And 255 is the oldest He's age old guy you can have. That's incredible. I love that. Uh, Oh, can't wait for this 255 year old man to do impossibly athletic things. Yeah. Fight enormous monsters. It'll be really great when they get hit with some just ridiculous attack. And then he gets up and he's like, all right, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. You don't live to be 255 without taking some hits. You know? That's right. And learning how to avoid other ones. I did eventually get to the point where my character doesn't really have like a in terms of like how he looks there's no cohesion like whatsoever i haven't really found armor that really vibes with my build except uh a mask so he's got like this weird noble mask so you can't even see his face and it's got like <laughs> curly locks almost like what like american revolution style almost oh nice yeah so he looks kind of weird but it's okay that helps with my uh, my faith build, so I wear it. But anyway, gotta have faith. Gotta have faith. I'm excited. All right. Well, should we talk about board games for a minute? Sure. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have as much to say on board games. That's fine. But I do have a list. Tell me your list. Tell me the whole thing. Okay, so I did get one board game for Christmas, and it was Wingspan Asia. Ooh. Is this a new board game, or is it an expansion? Well, it's both. Nice. It's a very ambitious box. So it is, at the same time, a standalone one-to-two-player game, a six-to-seven-player expansion to the original game, or just more birds for the regular game. It's like all of these things at once. It has a lot going on in this box. Um, but yeah, I played one round of it. Um, because it's doing so many things, I feel like the new birds aren't as crazy as birds from previous expansions. Because in previous expansions, you know, like the point of the expansion was we're going to add new mechanics. But this expansion is trying to do so many other things that the birds are actually relatively tame, just like tweaks on old themes. Um, but it also adds like press your luck birds where it's like mm. roll this many dice. And if you get a fish, then you can keep rolling and you can keep going until you have three fish. But if you ever don't roll a fish, then you have to give up all your fish. And I actually really like that addition of like pressure luck into this game. So I was satisfied. Nice. 
Um, and then I played Just One, which is a party game. It's kind of like reverse code names where everyone is trying to give a one word hint to the active player who then has to guess what all the collective one word hints are leading them to. Mm-hmm. Um, very fun. Always good when when that can get on the table. Uh, we had at the last minute two people join our New Year's party. Um, so we had to switch from our regular slew of board games to more party style games because we had a lot more people all of a sudden. So just one uh, past the popcorn, which is a movie trivia game that taught me that I do not know about 80s and 90s movies. <laughs> um, Hidden Leaders, which is kind of a it was a Kickstarter a couple years ago that I backed. That's like a interesting social deduction uh, card game where everyone is everyone is secretly aligned with two of four factions, and so you could be working with other people at the table, or you could not be to try to get one of your two factions to win the game. And then at the end, the only real winner is whoever is aligned with the winning faction, but also played the most cards of that faction. And some cards can be played face down. So it's like double bluffing because you like, even if people figure out which one you're going for, you don't want them to figure out which one you're ultimately trying to win with. It's really interesting. Um, so played around to that. And then a cl- the an all-time classic, uh, Love Letter, which has been a, a staple in my house pretty much for, I don't know, six or seven years now. Played around to that. Nice. And that's it. Those are the board games. Nice. I feel like social deduction games are a big thing right now. Yeah, they kind of come and go in waves. It seems like every few years, a bunch pop up. And then people move on from from it as a genre. And then when people are ready to play again, a bunch pop up again. <laughs> and kind of blame Among Us. I wonder if that's kind of what kickstarted a lot of Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, this, that's this wave. Highly likely. Yeah. It's a good list, though. I haven't. I think I actually have Love Letter on Steam. I've never. Played. Oh, yeah. It was. It was it's been in a bunch of humble bundles and stuff so i wouldn't be surprised if you owned a copy at some point yeah i think that's where i got it from i remember buying i I don't know how good it would be on steam but it's very funny with people it's very funny yeah because i mean all it is is draw a card play a card and one of the major mechanics is just guessing what other people are holding in their hands. That's like one of the main things you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I don't know when we play it, it ends up being very funny because the like guessing and trying to like deduce what people are holding and you end up just guessing the same thing a lot and saying like, I'll be right eventually. I don't know. Hmm. It does seem like something you need to play with people then. 
Yeah, I I don't really get how it, well it would work on. I guess like if you're playing it digitally, it's more about just being serious about counting cards, quote unquote, in a very limited fashion to figure out like what the computer is holding so you can win. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, I have a few of those games that I've been meaning to try and I just never have gotten around to it. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. So many games. Ah, yeah, there it is. Okay. Sorry, I had to like make sure I did actually have it. Cool. That's a good list. Well, I didn't really play yeah. anything new this year. The only one that I played new is called Happy Salmon. Have you heard of that? Oh, I think I have, but I don't remember like what it is. It's uh, from the people who made Killer Bunny. Not Killer Bunnies. Uh, sorry. That's a different game. Um, Exploding Kittens. But all it is is you're standing in a circle and you have your cards and you holding your cards and you have one card flipped over it one at a time, right? <clears throat> and it'll say an action that you need to do. And you need to do that action with someone else. But that's the only action you can do at the at any given given time, right? So like if you have your card flipped over, it says high five. So then you're just looking around the table asking for a high five. And if you see someone else who has a high five and you high five each other, you get you get rid of that card and you flip the next one over and then you do that action. And you just got to get through all your cards. That's all the game is. It's really simple. Um, <laughs> but it's really loud because there's like, there's like, Everyone's someone's yelling. yelling high five, high five. The other one's yeah. happening, asking for a, a fish bump, as they call it, instead of a fist bump, a fish bump. Um, the one that's really chaotic is the, I don't remember what it is, but you switch places. So you like make eye contact and you like whatever, you know, and then you got to like actually sw physically switch places with that person. So sometimes it's like on the other side of the table and then someone else suddenly like another pair is trying to do it at the same time. You run into each other. <clears throat> That's the most chaotic one. Um, and then there's the happy salmon where you like basically slap the other person's forearm twice. So it's like a weird like high five, like a secret handshake kind of feel to it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I think that might be it, but we played it a few times and it was pretty fun. And then we decided we should play it without saying any words. You have to be completely silent. And that was so a lot. Just, like make the motions. Yeah. So that was a lot more fun. So then you're just like holding your hand up, hoping someone sees your hand, you know, with their hand and then just high fives you or whatever. But the funny one's the happy salmon because then everyone just kind of puts their arm in the middle of the table and it starts like flopping it around. <laughs> or like the reverse or like the switch places once. They just, everyone's got their like hand over their head making a circle with their finger like pointing up until you like finally make eye contact and you just kind of point at each other and then just run. So it was a lot more fun playing without any actual words being spoken. Um, until someone finally yells that they finished it. Um, so that was pretty fun. That's the only new one I played. Um, I did play my yearly Killer Bunnies game. Have you ever played Killer Bunnies or heard of it? I've definitely heard of it, but I've never actually played it. This is one that I bought completely on a whim because I thought it looked funny and just weird. Like We were literally in a toy store and they had a board game section. And I was like, I kind of want to just buy this. And Jay was like, yeah, go for it if you want. Like, All right. And so I bought it. And 
tried to play it and it was just like the weirdest game I think I've ever played. And it's just all cards essentially. But they have like 20, I swear 20, maybe not 20, but like just so many expansion card expansions for this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I have a That's lot why of I've seen it. Uh, yeah. But and you have to buy them in order too. Because like they'll add in one mechanic and then you gotta like if you so if you buy them out of order, you might get cards that play off of a mechanic that is in a previous expansion that you didn't buy, so then it doesn't really work right. So you have to like get everything in order. The only like real bummer about this game <clears throat> is that like the first just the base game and whatnot, like it's not really it's hard to get a lot of bunnies, which is important. But I have, I'm trying to think. I think I might have skipped a couple. Maybe that's why we've had some weird questions come up. Um, but I've got at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe eight of the expansions. So then you just end up with this huge stack of cards for the drop pile. But anyway. <laughs> The goal of Killer Bunnies is to have the winning magical carrot at the end of the game. And you don't know what carrot that is, and there's like 20 carrot cards. So the best strategy is just to get as many carrots as you possibly can and just try to hoard them and then hope you have the right carrot. So you can have like 15 carrots, but if you have the wrong carrot, it doesn't matter. You lose. <laughs> like it's... It's a game you can't take seriously. It's just a really silly game. Um, I enjoy it because it reminds me a lot of Mario Party sometimes where it, just stupid stuff happens and sometimes you'll just get completely screwed over, you know? Um, mm -hmm. It's one of those kinds of games. My favorite card is one where you you play it and then you roll the dice <clears throat> and then the next person has to roll a higher number than that or they have to add something to the middle of the table like a bunny or a carrot and then the next person goes and that just keeps repeating until someone finally rolls a 12 and then when someone rolls a 12 they get everything that was in the middle of the table from it <laughs> it's just like a huge gamble <laughs> that you play and it forces everyone to do it and it, i just think it's hilarious um but yeah so the goal is to get carrots and you have to have a bunny to win the game you play bunnies and then they're in a bunny circle and then people can attack your bunnies and kill your bunnies with ridiculous weapons and whatnot. Everything ranging from like a blender to a nuclear bomb to a cyborg who goes around and just executes bunnies until he stopped. Like it's, <laughs> it's a very silly game and <laughs> I usually play it once a year around Christmas. So got to play that one. Um, we also played King Domino quite a bit. Which oh, is nice! A really I've good never one. played that. I've heard about it. Huh? I'd really recommend it. It's kind of like it's. It feels similar to Carcassonne, where you're trying to build out a kingdom and you got to match tiles, basically. But you're building your own little spot, your own little kingdom, and there are dominoes essentially, where you'll have like one side will have a wheat field and the other side will have a, sh a sheep pasture or whatever, <clears throat> and then you got to match dominoes like you kind of would with like numbers with a normal domino set right right and then basically 
once the game's over, you see how many matching tiles that are connected you have, and then multiply it by the number of crowns on that spot. So if you have like six wheat fields and they're all connected, and you only have one crown, it's only worth six points. So if you have no crowns, it's worth nothing. But if you manage to get like four crowns on it, suddenly you have like 24 points or whatever. And that's really kind of it, how you play it. So it's a lot of fun though. And there's like a kind of a planning thing that you can do and you can go for more valuable dominoes, but that means you don't get first pick next round. So then you're going to end up with whatever's left and that might be something you don't want at all. So there's a little bit of strategy of, you know, you kind of, you can kind of push your luck and hope you get dominoes that you need, even if you have last pick kind of a thing. It's really fun though. It's good with two people too. And it takes like 15 minutes to play once you know what you're doing. So that's a good one. Um, we played Nerds. That's always a classic. Have you played Nerds yeah. before? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we won't get too much like, into it. Up, but... It's like up to 12 decks, right? Yeah, I don't think I've ever played with that many people. But yeah, probably. You, have to, yeah. you need a big table to do that. Yeah. But that's, a, that's a fun one. Just very chaotic. I have a nephew. I think he's like eight years old. And he was like, he was killing it. He was playing. He was he's good at that game. <laughs> so that one was fun. Um, we played Egyptian Rat Killer or Egyptian Rat Screw, as other people call it. Yes. Yes. Have you so? Re-implemented by Slamwitch. Slamwitch. I've never played Slamwitch. Slamwitch is just a so just that game, but a packaged version of that game. Yeah. <clears throat> so do you play it when you play it though do you play it where jacks are one and aces are four or is that flip for you uh i think jacks are four and aces are one okay i don't know i haven't played it in because i grew up playing it where jacks are one and aces are four and then i played it with some friends after you know, years of playing it that way and they were saying that the aces are one and jacks are four and it completely broke my brain and i could like could barely play with them <laughs> because i kept like freaking out That's over jacks I mean. you know and yeah. they were like it's a just it's just a jack dude and like what are you talking about <laughs> it's the best card <laughs> um but yeah that one was fun and yeah i'm pretty sure oh well, now i don't know but i think aces are best <laughs> Okay, so in yeah, my mind, play aces are one. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's four, three, two, one. I don't know though. And now I'm really doubting myself. Which you know, I logically you think the aces would be the best card because they usually are in right. a lot of card games. So maybe it's very strange that I play it where Jack is the best card. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That might just be... Maybe I'm playing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other game we played a lot of was Boggle, which is like my favorite game to play around Christmas just because when my grandparents... My grandparents always used to come you down for Christmas. And that was the game we always played with my grandma. So that's just a game I grew up playing, and I really like it. The rule, the house rule that we have, or at least that I have, and not all of Jade's family 
like none of them really follow it. So it bugs me and I, I bother them about it. But this is my grandma's rule. And it was if you wrote down a word, but you can't give a definition for it, it doesn't count. Even if you look it up in a dictionary nice. and it's a real word, if you didn't know that before, it doesn't count. And she was very, very, very particular about it. So if you wrote something down, I'm like, I think this was a word. She's like, well, what does it mean then? And if you couldn't tell her, she's like, cross it off. It doesn't count. <laughs> and like, she was like, That's awesome. throw it about I love it. that. Um, but then I remember one year we were like, all right, well, we're going to play boggle without that rule with the dictionary. And we're going to learn all these new words. <laughs> and we did it. And I remember what was the only word I remember from doing that is row, which is R-O-E, which is a type of fish egg. And I remember sure. when we finally, we were, finally played with my grandma and one was like, I got row. That's row as an R O E not row R O W. And my grandma's like, what is, what is that? Like, what does that even mean? It's like, Oh grandma, it's a type of fish egg. And she's like, no, it's not. She's like, didn't believe us. And we had to prove it to her. And it was pretty funny. And we had like a few words that are commonly show up in Boggle that we learned from that year. And she's like, she was so mad. It was great. Nice. It was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, that's basically it. There's probably some other board games I played that I can't remember, but those are the ones we played the most of. So, I like that a lot. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. We've realized, at least I've realized, that getting older with Christmas and everything, you know, there's a lot more preparation and everything that I have to do now. So there wasn't as yes. much time for games as I thought there normally would be. And we also hosted christmas here it's like we had people come over and everything for christmas dinner and stuff and that was a lot of work to get the house and everything and dinner and everything prepped so yeah there's a lot less time than there normally was but excuse me it was still fun well yeah there's never as much time for games as i want there to be yeah <clears throat> especially when you're adult and you have kids and stuff and you got to make sure everything's good for them so they have like a magical christmas and everything you know a pressure to make sure it's perfect for your kids it was a good christmas but yeah so that's my list of board games um i have like two goals do you have any goals for 2023 i have i have two goals as well nice let's hear it uh my first goal is to and I might, well, no, I think, I think I'm safe with this one. I do not want to buy any new gaming hardware in 2023. Mm, but what about the Switch 2 that will come out this year? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Wait till January. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there will be, I don't, yeah. That's what, that's what I was just thinking, is if I'm shooting myself in my foot by saying this, then they'll definitely announce new things, but... Last year, I bought the Steam Deck and my laptop. Mm, yeah. And so it's like this. And then I think the year before, I bought the PS5. So it's like, can't buy any, any new things this year. I might buy like a controller or something, but, but no new gaming hardware. Yeah. Well, I, you're probably safe with that. Yeah. Unless, yeah, no, there's no way. If a Switch 2 <laughs> happens, they're probably... 
at most there'll be like an announcement or something this year yeah i would say the build up to that is usually much longer they want to yeah. just like drop it this fall yeah so you're probably very safe with that do you want to hear my second one yeah i do sorry okay i just didn't know we're gonna go back and forth my second one is again this is kind of generic i i probably should define it more but play fewer games at launch is my second one (laughs) i'm just i'm very frustrated with my midnight sun's experience and i'm like i should stop playing games immediately at launch and i should just do the thing that everybody does wait for it to be updated and to go on sale and so part of me buying elden ring is is trying to achieve this goal yeah you know and now you're playing know the it tutorial a little is. later yeah <laughs> and i and i beat that tutorial boss real good yeah what was it like soldier of godric or something it's just like a uh, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah and it's i did enjoy that you like you block him once and then just stab him but he has like no health bar left yeah <laughs> Yeah, he was funny. He cracked me up. That's a good goal, though. But are you gonna you're gonna get Tears of the Kingdom? I'm assuming, right? When it comes out, I I'm I'm not convinced it's coming out on the date they told us. Yeah, it's I don't know if this it, year though. If it doesn't, I don't out think it would. Year, yeah, be delayed totally out of this year. But I mean, yeah, I'll probably play it at launch but yeah, yeah i hope my switch holds up i don't really touch my switch very often anymore i hope my kids don't ruin it before that yeah <clears throat> but yeah that and i mentioned it before but yeah that game and silk song are the, i think the only two that i know of at least so far are the ones that i'm definitely buying day one when they come out yeah. because silk song is definitely coming out this year it has to it has to I think I think it has to. I'll be I so, mean, so sad if it doesn't. They made the promise at Xbox E3. Xbox E3, they said they everything we show here today will be out within a year. So, so it has to we be have the first that. half of this year. Yeah, we have that floating promise from them. Yeah, yeah. Those are only two games though that I'm like really excited for this year. Like really, really excited. There's plenty of others i'm sure that i can't think of off the top of my head but those two for sure well those are good goals um mine are very simple the first one is a from software goal i'm gonna finish elden ring finally i'm not putting probably a date on that sure. but i'm definitely doing <laughs> that this year i was like maybe i should make the goal to like finish it before like the year anniversary or something, but that's too much pressure. That only gives me like a month. So yeah, <laughs> I'm not right. going to do that's, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to finish Elden Ring, and then I want to play Sekiro and Bloodborne. Those are like the three games I want to play this year that I never finished. And then the other goal is play Witcher 3. That's it. That's it's right. a pretty full year already. But it seems like a good year. The only reason Witcher yeah. 3 has its own goals because it's not a FromSoft game. But that's fair. It's also a giant RPG, so we'll see if we get through all of these. 
At least Bloodborne and Sekiro are more aren't like open world RPGs. They're just kind of you play right. through it well, kind of thing. But they're Witcher also still three, pretty big. Witcher three is very much. Um, you can dig deep, or you could mainline the story. You know, like it, it could be yeah thirty, or it could be three hundred hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of up to you. But I've heard like a lot of the best stuff in that game is in the side quests, though. At least that's fair. That. Yes, there is a lot of really good content in the side quests. But I've also seen a clip of him, someone saying, "Here's your frying pan," and giving a frying pan back to someone. I don't know how. I've just seen yeah, that. Like, I, that's in there. Some, three second I, clip. I was like, that. "Here's your frying pan." <laughs> I think I saw it in like a girlfriend reviews episode. And she was complaining about side quests, and I think that they played that. All right, here's your frying pan. Here's a frying pan. <laughs> I also, I specifically got you the the, the game for complete edition or whatever yeah, because I, I think some of the best content is in the expansions. I've heard that too. Yeah, the expansions are good. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah, that's essentially it. There's other games I want to finish for sure, but those are like the big ones, as in like literally they're very large games. But oh my gosh, I skipped over one of my games in my video game list. Um, but yeah, oh, no. there's a lot of shorter games like Spider Man and the one I skipped, which is Papers Please, which I played a couple hours of. Um, oh, nice. that I want to play through. That are shorter so i'm like this will be good because i can like i can do elden ring and then i can do spider-man and then i could go like bloodborne or Sekiro or something and then go back to another one then witcher 3 also feels like one that i could kind of bounce around with with other games oh definitely yeah because bloodborne and Sekiro, i feel like i'm not going to be able to just play all the way through without playing anything else because i get stuck and i need to take a break kind of a thing <clears throat> but we'll see but yeah, I have a list of uh, shorter games that hopefully I'll get through. But yeah, and Papers, Please. Have you played Papers, Please? Yes, I had to for school. For school, nice. Yeah. It's it, uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I, it uh, doesn't feel as impactful now as it did when it came out because it, it felt so different when it came out but now there's so many like social commentary games that it doesn't it doesn't feel as unique as it did when it first hit the scene yeah yeah because this was like 10 years ago now i think yeah something like that it's been a long time though but yeah that game is frustrating it's very hard to decide what to do <laughs> it really is though <laughs> There's also things that happened in it that I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting it. Expecting like I've, yeah. I've heard about like the husband and wife. I heard about that one, but yeah, there's some other stuff that I didn't hear about. But yeah, my first I played I played through one run. It didn't go well. Everyone <laughs> but my wife died. Perfect. But then I got arrested because I was bad at my job. Yeah. And then it said ending one of twenty. I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is a little depressing. But yeah, it was. It, yeah, 
And then the stupid guard kept telling me to detain people. I'm like, I'm not just going to detain someone because they forgot a passport or something. Mm. Like, mm. it's just expired. I'm not going to detain them and get them arrested for it. Oh, this game is going to be hard for you. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to do a run where I'm just like, I'm going to make as much money as possible. And I'm going to detain all these people. <laughs> I'm just going to be a horrible person and see what happens. So that's at least I'm assuming, you know, that's what it makes me want to do. Just try to do everything in one specific way for like a run, you know? Cause yeah, I got through the whole, I got an ending in two hours. Right. So yeah, it makes me want to just try it again. It says it plays well on steam deck too, but I don't know. I haven't tried it yet on steam deck. It seems nice with the mouse. But... Yeah. I, I'm yeah. Playing it with any kind of controller would be weird. Just in my head, but I'm sure they figured out a way to make it make sense. Yeah. Maybe it's touchscreen. I know it came out. I've heard it plays really well on like tablets and stuff. Oh yeah, probably phones sense. too. I feel like it might be hard to see what you're doing on a phone, but I've heard playing on an but iPad just... works well. Just because of the touchscreen, you're just dragging stuff around mostly. Right. Uh, makes sense. And I feel like if you play it on a phone and you can't read things, it just kind of plays into the themes anyway. It's just kind of like it's yeah, it's confusing. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, I should say that that's what uh, Ryan got me for Christmas was Papers, Please, which I was excited about. Wow. So. Got, got you some heady stuff. All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Here's a just a mentally draining game where you have to just ruin some people's <laughs> lives in order to save your own family. It's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of Christmas right there. The spirit of Christmas. <laughs> I will say that Christmas morning was fun though, because as we were unwrapping presents and stuff, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I was gonna get some games for some of my friends," and then Ryan sent me that one, and that's what it reminded me. It's like, "Oh yeah, I was gonna do that," and then I just yeah, I took the cowardly way out and just got people. I was like, "Oh, they the have digital card. gift cards. That's that's convenient." So <laughs> I just did that. <laughs> um, but yeah, then it just turned into like I just started getting emails. Like, oh, so-and-so sent you a gift. And it was like a little, it was like an extra Christmas morning in my inbox. Yes. While I was that, doing that Christmas was nice. morning with my family. And that was kind of fun. <laughs> it's, it is a nice oh. bonus. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, I should I should mention that Ryan got me um, Metal Gear 5 on Steam which I mentioned before wanting to replay specifically to try it on steam deck. So yeah, I've now I've almost bought that several times on steam yeah. just for that same reason. But I was like, I have all these other giant games to play. I shouldn't do it. Yeah. But maybe that played will be a my... solid game. And that's the only one I really have access to actually. Is that, right. So <clears throat> Yeah. So I'll probably hold off for now just because of the number of no. games I want to play this year already. Yeah. Maybe Metal Gear will also, be break from Elden Ring when I need it. We'll go try it. Go. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. I'm so excited for you to play Elden Ring. I really think it's like <laughs> the best way if you want to try those games at all i think it's like the best one to right. try first because it's 
still frustrating and how the bosses are and stuff. You know, like it's still a hard game. But you, you get you get stuck on once you find Margit and he beats you up, you can just be like, I'm gonna do something else for a little bit. And right. you can do that other thing for a little bit. And it's nice. You, know, you don't have to sit there and bang your head against a brick wall. <laughs> yeah. That does sound nice. And then coming back when you're ready. Yeah. Did I tell you about one of the main bosses that I fought like way later? Like I got to him way later than I think I was supposed to. Uh, Maybe. I don't remember. I can't remember if I talked about this, but essentially I remember playing it, fighting him. It took me like maybe three tries is all. <clears throat> but I was like, wow, that was a really cool boss. Um, he's the... It was the guy with, I forget his name, is it Radon, I think? But he was in the trailer. He was the one with like the big swords. And then the lady oh, yeah. puts her arm on uh-huh. and packs him. It's that guy. Um, and it's a pretty epic boss fight. And I fought him. I was like, wow, that was really cool and everything, you know? And then I looked him up on the wiki just for fun. And then he was talking about some of the things you got to watch out for. Because like, oh, watch out. His bow and arrow can like two-shot you if you're not careful. And then I realized I was overleveled because I got hit by a few of those arrows before thinking, oh, I should probably look out for those. <laughs> like I was taking like chip damage from them. It's like, oh, I'm overleveled. That's okay. It was still a lot of fun to fight him. It was still a really cool boss. Nice. But anyway, I'm excited for you. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you want to say to the people? Um, get excited. We got a whole lineup of stuff coming. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Always. We, yeah, we, we made it a ridiculously long time yet again. You mean the episode length? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Maybe two hours is just our default by now. Yeah. It's just, it's all we can do. <laughs> yeah that's okay I've learned now that now that I've looked around and like started listening to some other gaming podcasts I'm like oh there's a lot of podcasts that actually go about this length instead of oh, yeah. the one hour mark so we're definitely not alone but Very we'll true. see if the chance was it the chance time awards which one would did went like three hours long or was it, like it was the top episode? 50 yeah, it was the top fifty. That yeah, really which long. we're not planning on doing again. So yeah, we're that, not. That's good. We probably won't do a top hundred for the hundredth episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it's just another fifty. It'd basically be the same episode, but all the other right. games we talked about are off the table, which seems really <laughs> difficult to do. So maybe, right, yeah. yeah, that list is not going to change significantly in a year or two. You know, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we'll probably hit 100 episodes this year. It's exciting. But yeah, so uh, please, please be excited for our uh, 2022 wrap-up episodes, we'll call it, I guess, with our predictions Yeah. next week, and then more predictions for this year, the following week, and then the second annual Chance Time Awards. Arguably one of the most prestigious awards shows yeah the most sought after podcasts things out there <laughs> arguably it's it's up for debate in some circles but you know 
but cool. But we all know the truth here. We all know the truth. It doesn't have to be spoken. It's just known. Um, but yeah, join us at our Discord. The link will be in the description. And feel free to email us any questions you might have about whatever at chancetimepodcast at gmail.com. My name's Curtis Lowe, and this has been Chance Time. <laughs> Thanks, for Goodbye, coming. Everybody. Thanks for coming to see James. Goodbye.